Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Bobby says we're speeding. Slow down. Exactly what does that mean? The tape is, which... He that, doesn't there, have a tape. There's no tape. So we're just taking old vernacular and using it. The tape is now up to speed because it would take a while for like reel-to-reels and things like that to spin up. And they used to say, check the gate. After that is, the yeah, which was the film to, to make sure that the, the take-up tab on the film reel was... Pulling. So you still check the if you're shooting with film, you still check the gate. Yeah, they don't do it as much. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if the gate's not working, then you just didn't shoot something because they ask afterwards, right? Or is no. that are you checking it for the next shot? I can't remember anymore. I've been shooting digital for so long. I think you check. Uh, yeah. So Bobby, yeah. Bobby, the producer said you check it per reel. So anyway, check the gate. Check the gate. Speeding. Take one. Marketing money podcast. Action. So I had a question for you at lunch today that you couldn't answer. Yeah, I don't remember it. Of course you don't, because it was not that important, but I'm going to bring it back up. Why does Verizon, now you know, uh, I remember now. automatically put you on their Wi-Fi network? And I think AT&T does this too, and Comcast or Xfinity, yeah. but yet the network doesn't work, or maybe it's so slow that it doesn't work. I get trying to get people off of your network of mobile Mm-hmm. to get you on the Wi-Fi for various savings, data, whatever. But it doesn't work. And I, I laugh because my phone has the same, a different connection. And it said I had like 10 emails and they weren't on my phone. And the second I clicked the Wi-Fi off, my phone just like everything lit up with notifications, text, email. But yet when I put the Wi-Fi on, the button on, it was saying Verizon. Yeah because I'm a Verizon customer, mm-hmm. duh. And then I'm, but I'm, what's the point of that? Well, it's not Verizon, it's Apple. And I don't like this update because um, it's really hard to turn your Wi-Fi off on on the new update. Like you tap it and it like pauses it till the next time there's a, a wireless, Wi-Fi available. A, 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 another, like a new wireless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I like to keep mine off because battery. If I'm going to be in an area where I'm not connected to Wi-Fi, it's just another signal to to draw. Yeah, because it's, it's it's trying to catch. Yeah, it's trying on to connect off, off. Um, all the time. You know, the Xfinity, AT and T, Verizon. I mean, what, what I think we're going to have is a is a Wi-Fi mesh eventually. It's not going to be traditional cellular. You're going to pick up Wi-Fi from. One location well, to the well, next, it's which like is my, similar. Well, my day going to work, I have Wi-Fi at my house, yeah. then I drive to the office, and I have Wi-Fi at the yeah. office, so I'm not on Wi-Fi for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And, but the point is, is you're driving by utility poles or, or buried utility lines that are carrying the whatever the gateways or whatever between every so many so many thousand feet, you have to have a, another but, device. But they don't work. Well, but that's the thing. That's what I'm getting to is right now they don't project Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi you're picking up is a building's Wi-Fi. So the Xfinity Wi-Fi that you're picking up, someone has an Xfinity router in their building. And what they've done, what Xfinity has done, they Comcast. That share thing where you Yeah, allowed. this public network node that's attached to it. And it's just, of course, it's the cheapest 
lowest signal. But whatever. it's not even, I mean, it doesn't yeah. even work. But the other difference we have, uh, uh, maybe uh, compared to some of our listeners, is we're in a rural area that our LTE and 5G is really strong and good. Yeah. When you get into congested area cities, it's awful. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi is actually better. So. Well, welcome to rural-ish Mississippi. But what I'm telling you is, in the future, the devices that carry the wired internet to your house that then gets turned into Wi-Fi um, because of your device in your house, I cannot believe we're very far away from them not making public nodes because the, like, we got rural... Well, that's what Alexa did. It wasn't. It was not Alexa of Wi-Fi, but like Amazon wanted to do it to where you had different connections when you were near those Alexas, and you could use the yeah. data pool. Yeah. Well, this is just. I'm just saying the utility. There are devices on the utility that would be expensive for the volume, but as far as like expanding a network, they you could switch from what we do now, which is the, these big cell towers giving us 5G to, to more localized Wi-Fi. The band, the, the distance is really shallow, but... They've actually already started this with uh, 5G and LTE doing more localized, yeah. like... Shorter bandwidth, shorter um, I, wavelength. The poles, the poles apply. I just think it's... At this point in the process, I think it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. Well, it always is with technology. Like, yeah, it, well, especially it, with it, me. It works awful. And then, Until it does. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. This Wi-Fi is so fast, but five years ago, it was the bane of not being able to get any information. And you're like, well, I guess nobody's emailing me today on my phone or texting me. And the next thing, you turn it off, and it's like, here's eight messages and six emails in the last three seconds. But anyway, so this is not a uh, technology explainer podcast or a whatever podcast. Futurist. Speeding slash checking the gate. Mm. Technical tips for old school production podcast. Yeah. This is a marketing money podcast. For bank marketers. Or any marketer. Yeah, but mainly. But mainly bank marketers. Yeah. So we're going to follow along with our eight things, things, yeah. stuff we do. Stuff and things. We've done the grade eight of content, the hateful eight of content, the grade eight of connection, the hateful eight of connection. Now we're moving on to conversion. Mm, conversion. Because if you do the first two but can't do the last one. You suck. Well, eventually, I wouldn't put it that strongly, but you're eventually going to have to because you're going to be out of work. Yeah. Because you can make pretty pictures that people like, but if they don't do something business-wise. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, you know, I guess it's weird. Either people assume marketing works or doesn't, or let's say advertising works or doesn't. Like, I made an ad. It either worked or it didn't, right? Like, that's the thing. Was your ad successful? And then they ask the return on investment of the ad, and that's why I switch between advertising and marketing. It's really hilarious to think through that. Like this little digital ad, uh, 700 pixel by 480 pixel ad is converting. It can't. Like it has to go to a landing page. I'm thinking a digital ad. It has to have a person interact with you, a banker. It has to have software like the online account opening or a whatever. Like, But it's funny that the ad is the thing that gets the scrutiny. And nobody, or very rarely in banks, do they ask because they've invested once and they have a 20-year contract. Is our online account opening? What's the ROI on that? Like, what is it working well? Well. But no, it's the, it did the ad convert. It's what you see yeah. versus what it does. It's, it, you know, it's the old joke that, like, people go eat a meal at a restaurant and they think they're a chef. People, you know, they look and absorb and whatever advertising and they think, well, I know what 
would make a good ad. I know advertising. I'm going to start asking people that. Like, um, I, I'm a consumer, so I know, like, you eat Oreos, right? You know how to make them. Can you go make an Oreo for me right now? Yeah, do you know? And, and well, that's the comedy about you know, there's so many quotes out there. It's like, I chose marketing because I wanted everyone to tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm in marketing, so I just get to hear everyone's opinion. It's like marketing, religion, and politics. Three yeah. things everyone has an opinion on, and usually a strong one. Yeah. And they're always right. The funny thing is because my social circle during the pandemic kind of shrank. You know, we weren't going out to people's houses and all that. I, I was, I was unsocialized, I guess I would say. And now that it's kind of thawed and I'm flying again, and you know, sit beside the random person on the plane or like m- meeting somebody new. I can't remember who this was, and obviously I wouldn't say if I did, but. Like I'm in bank marketing, I love that Chase ad, and and we'll tell. Okay. <laughs> oh well, my favorite is when uh, I get an inner office mail within our bank, and it happens a lot. Uh, and it's like the direct mail piece that some other bank did, or like this is what they're offering. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I'm just talking about the layperson, like the like the oh, random just random. Like, like this, you're like, in bank I, marketing. I saw a city ad. It was amazing. You're it's like, just okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thanks for telling me. I'll make the same one. It's just funny how we try to connect. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'd love. Or oh, my favorite. Oh, was, <laughs> this happened. You said, "Thank goodness, Prince." Well, Prince, the artist is no, not not Prince. Prince with a T S. Prince, as in print media. Oh. And I'll say print is, but I was southern it together yeah. as Prince. That we're talking about. Prince, print is uh, kind of out. But it's still a medium of journalism. But when you there'd be some article in the paper, and you, oh. have, you have a either a customer or a senior executive from somewhere, or somebody calling, they'd be like, "Hey, get us mentioned in that article." Like how the article not, that how already we, went out. How are we not, call the paper and tell them that like we do that we, too? Exactly. And I'm just like, guys, they don't re. I've been in this biz for twenty some odd years now. I've never seen some now. I've never seen someone rewrite an article just to include. Like, oh, you you don't do overdraft fees either. Well, let's let's rewrite the article and add you to the one we wrote last week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. People make corrections all the time. Yeah, but but not that. Well, we should have been quoted in that article. Call the paper and call that news outlet and let them know. I'm like, you just want to look at it and be like, really? Yeah. Really? Like that's. I want you to unpublish that. Take back all those newspapers that have already gone out. But honestly, it is one. It's been a things. while, but. Probably five to ten years ago, I got asked that. I wouldn't say on the regular, but it was once every few months. Somebody would somebody would ask me like they'd be in some other market. Yeah, you know the paper that came out in Atlanta or something over there. We got banks. That, well, why aren't we included in that? Call the paper. Real bangy. And get us in that. Yeah, like, that's not the way it works. I'm sorry. Well, how did we miss it? I didn't know they were writing the article. No one told us. Yeah, they chose. But isn't that your job? Like, yeah, because I know exactly what. Local reporter in Columbus Atlanta, yeah. has decided to write on a r- random day. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you, you're supposed to. I, okay. Don't you have connections? I do. That doesn't mean they called me and told me. Yeah. They, they withheld that. Inform- they know me. We're friends. We went out and had lunch last week. For whatever reason, they didn't call and say, we're about to write an article about your competitor. Yeah. I wonder why. Oh, because then we would ask to be in it. Yeah. And it wasn't about us. Yeah. Anyway. That was a thing that used to happen a lot. Yeah, it did. So the great eight of conversion. Lay it on me. Number one, test, 
test, test. When you work on your conversion, test it. Oh. A-B testing, B-A testing. B-O testing. You can do that on a train. A little sniff test. Little, little, how's it smelling? Testing is important. Yeah, and so absolutely. It's a funny thing about A-B testing. Um, you know, A-B testing models are are generally assumed to be like 50-50, and that's what you test. It's also you, a way overhyped thing, yeah, by the way, it, but it is legit to a certain extent. <laughs> I can keep double talking. Well, what what I believe is it's really strange. Like, I, generally, if we're doing – it's kind of tough to, to say and be fair to everyone. Like, when you have a huge budget, you can afford to test. Generally, and I mean, when I say test, I mean there's like testing, and then there's testing. Um, you know, where like the large entities can test, like have such large email lists, they can test. Yeah, dual creatives. Uh, one's yeah, got a, uh, but I'm saying like got a like, like nitpicky stuff, like like subject switching out subject lines. What what I think a lot of our the the size of clients that listens to us um, doesn't necess- may may be confused in that is like. When your email list is a thousand, yeah, like, it's kind of tough. Just execute. Yeah. <laughs> just and, go and the execute. thing is, is like at some point, even when you run a test, 90% of your budget should be behind the thing you believe in the most. If you do a 50 50 A B test, that means I don't know which to do, which does happen. Uh, you have two great ideas. I don't know which one will perform better. I don't want to run one and then save one for later. Yeah, you could test two. But a lot of it is testing for incremental increase over long term. And a couple of things you need in place, a decent budget, which there are several small banks with, with, with decent budgets, but a long-term commitment to the campaign, not like test it for a month and see it. I don't know. There, there's a lot of nuance to the word testing, like testing over a year to see, does this change in layout or messaging increase deposit gathering over time? Yes, that's not like a, a one month or six week nah, test. It's 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 a process, but you know where you place the open account button, uh, what color something is, what the title of an email is, uh, subject line of an email, um, stuff like that. I think matters, and I think testing it is uh, is super important. Uh, just don't. I may have in the order here putting that a little too high, but my point is, it's important. Don't forget to do it because you could find one little niche in there that changes the whole deal that you didn't even know about. Again, there's many different, like, test a new way to do to do marketing it is one thing I would be 100% for. Like, well, we don't know if we need to be on TikTok. Probably test don't. Test it out. Probably don't. <laughs> but, but test it. Just do a little test. Number two, have a digital conversion platform for mobile and desktop. Yeah, a lot of people get this um, we get calls a lot of time like, do you do mobile first design? No, I don't. I mean, I can. Have you looked and seen if more customers go to your mobile platform than your Which desktop? Which might be part of testing or at least Well, at least analysis. looking at, at, at the analytics. And so we have an appropriate approach. And, and as far as like mobile first, yeah, but it's got to work just as well on both platforms. Like, yeah, we went mobile first. The the desktop's dog shit. <laughs> you can't say that. I did. Oh, we just mailed it in on desktop. Well, people still go to, like, they, 
my wife used to be a wedding photographer and I was a sister and I heard um, a thing I may have brought up on this podcast before that was touching the first time I heard it. And by the 50th time, it wasn't. It was like he's like the pastor, Ophicant, whatever they call them, said, you know, marriage isn't 50-50. Marriage is 100-100. Both of you have to put 100% in to make this thing work. And that's the way I look at mobile and desktop. Like, they both, they both have, have to be to great. Yeah, they, they both, both have to work. When you get to it, they both have to be a great experience. We found a while back, I haven't looked recently because I just haven't, but it was that a lot of people would use their phone to Google and kind of start it, but then they'd be like, ah, I kind of want to sit down. I've got to get a routing number. I don't have all the information I need right now. Think about your shopping and behavior. so they would sit down and like really want to shop on a, on a PC mm-hmm. or Mac, but their phone's like where they would just Google to look like while they're... I don't know, waiting in the carpool line. Yeah, and it's just a difference in technology. So, like, I don't know if, how many people are familiar with Shop. The I mean, I, I don't know how – it's not even an app. It's like an entity called Shop. I think um, Shopify may own it. I'm not sure. Anyway, it holds your credit card information, and it will – it has a two-factor authentication. So if, some, if, a, if an online retailer has Shop enabled, it you put your email address in, you don't have to, like – Try to log in. It sends you a six-digit code. The page refreshes. You got that code in text. And if your phone's updated, it's at the bottom of your like keyboard or at the top of your keyboard. And you can just hit that number and it populates. And then boom. It has cost me thousands of dollars because <laughs> it has made buying stuff while I'm laying so in bed. Easy. I get an Instagram ad for a thing like, that's cool. Oh, fourteen ninety five. And click, click. And I can't tell you how many times someone doesn't have that. And I kind of like, oh, that. That's I'll, a cool looking I'll get shirt. Back to that I love that hat. That's a that's a neat looking golf yeah. hat thing. And I'm like, and what's well, cr- maybe later. Verified Shopify does on it, but it's and Apple Pay works sometimes like that. And PayPal too. Like sometimes yeah, PayPal works. I just don't keep PayPal loaded. I, I had PayPal like way back when when I called Elon by his first name. And anyway, what do you call him now? Uh, Mr. Musk. Mr. Musk. Yeah. Sounds like a cologne. Yeah. It is. <laughs> It smells like money and yeah, Twitter. Smell, yeah. But, but the point is, if you don't have that, that same interaction at 9 p.m. in bed, for me, I'm not getting up and going across my... If they don't have Apple Pay or whatever enabled, no, I have to go put in my credit card. I, to your point, it drives me crazy when I'm about to sign up for something I've gotten through on my phone. And I... Because I have to get up out of the bed or off the couch. And, and this is the biggest, like, first world country problem. But you have to walk over, go get your wallet. Which card am I using? Plug all this stuff in, and you're just like, Ugh. I mean, how easy if I could just whatever pay it? Yeah, but some jack wagon, the risk. But we we're looking at companies right here doing it. Now they are huge companies, but the risk causes a ton of revenue drop. Yeah, and I'm just like I, because figure I, it out. I have saved thousands of dollars by not impulse buying I, I wish. some golf shoes. Like, I wanted some Air Jordan golf shoes, and they're expensive. Yeah. And one time I found some there. My size was like the Concords. I was like, these are awesome. And I, and I got, like, right to the part where I didn't have my card. My card was not in my pocket because I was, like, at the house somewhere. And I was like, well, i got to go get my card. Should I really spend a couple hundred bucks on that? Do I really? And so then I didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. And so I go to that, to the mobile and desktop experience, like, a a really good mobile site that falls apart at that stage, just on a technical, clicking a button or not. And now they're even easier, and the 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 retailer has to has to eat it. Shop has Shop Pay, which is 
you pay it in four installments with no interest. Well, because they know they're getting paid and they're making money on the margin. So yeah, it's, it's pretty like easy factoring to do. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I think that the retailer gets paid all of it and they carry the debt. But it's like a here's what's really funny. It's like a weekly payment of the four, which I get that they're week to week people and that, but but it's still like, oh, I'm not gonna spend a hundred dollars now, I'm gonna spend twenty five dollars a week over the next four weeks. Why not? <laughs> I mean I've nearly hit it a few times just why spend mine when I can spend yours? Exactly. But but going back to the mobile versus desktop, the other thing that works partially, which is an iOS thing, is the autofill. You know, where it's like it will fill out your address and email address and all that. If you are, uh, I guess somebody's just, unlit. anyway, the autofill um, that, that adds your address, your email, um, your first and last name only works part of the time. Some sites actually block it because it's like, you know, data entry. And, and you know, banks would be the first. Some IT person would push their glasses up on the bridge of their nose and like, oh, that could blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that could cost you. I'm pretty frustrated today about how many banks get in their own way on this just dumb stuff. It's just ridiculous. Where's the consolidation and banks are shrinking and blah, blah, blah? Because you can't get out of your own way. You can't do anything. Because somebody, I wish I could say, I just can't do it. Like, it's just, it is ridiculous. But anyway, make make your desktop, look at your own analytics before you, to see which effort you put. But if, if you were 70-30, mobile versus desktop, you can't put 30% of your effort no, in your has, desktop No, it has site. to be. It's still got to be 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, following along the same stream of connectivity, mm. have a conversion that works with all or at least most browsers. Yeah, so we've just covered that. We did, but it is funny that, like, how many banks still use Internet Explorer? Oh, well, it's Edge now. Internet Explorer is defunct. Not even supported. Not really. Because yeah. you can find it on just about every bank. Because the Y-Fin client that we that was cost $20 a, you are, instead of good technology. Just this week, and if you're listening, I'm not going to say your name because you're a good friend and I appreciate it. I sent a link around for a story that our, uh, for our earnings release because our bank released earnings. And so I put the link and sent it off in our corporate communication message to the whole bank, all 2,500 of us. And a guy clicked on it and uh, screen capped it and sent it back to me. And it was like... It wouldn't open. The link opened and said, not whatever, whatever the message is. And I was, and so I opened it up and pinched in. And I was like, yeah, you tried to open it with Internet Explorer. And he was like, well, that's my web default. And I was like, how many people at our bank have Internet Explorer as their web default? Oh. Most do. Yeah. Still do. And so I, so I did a little video of how you click on the windows, open it up, go to the search bar, type in default browser, brings up, you can instantly go to Chrome or instantly go to Foxfire. No. Whatever you want, Close Safari, enough. whatever it is, Firefox, whatever. I'm kidding. But anyway, the point is, I changed it, and I sent it to him, and people were like, I want to change mine, too. I was like, guys, y'all have been running Internet Explorer that doesn't even isn't even a thing, really, yeah. anymore, and you're still doing it. Yeah, I talked to a—this was, ironically, not at a bank. It was a nonprofit um, dealing with an IT person on a fundraising thing was like the, the legacy fundraising form— would only work in like Internet Explorer one version. The guy's like, I spent 200 hours programming this and blah, blah, like we're not getting rid of it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. You still, did you make a lot of horseshoes for all those horses that are yeah. clopping down the road? But it, I cannot stomach what we just accept from 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 people because they hold the keys well, to the kingdom our, at times. Um, 
our HR hours at our bank would only work on Explorer until we got a new system like yeah. just months ago. Yeah. You had to go through Internet Explorer to update your hours when you were out or whatever. Mm. I'm like, so weird. But it was like this one thing you used it for, so it wasn't worth caring. Yeah. But he was just like, I just made fun of it. But yeah. Number four, make it as simple as possible. And I think we just went through all that with auto population, easy, ease of payment, yeah, ease of conversion. If technology offers something that helps you, in other words, what iOS does natively, don't turn that off on your website. My my thing now, and I've joked about it, and again, I get you have to because blah, 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 but the, like every site you go to asking you with a, with a cookies paragraph. What's well, the EU thing? And they, but they, that, that's not even but has they, anything to do with they, us. But. They ask you yes or no, but then they have an X. You can just hit the X and mm-hmm. not answer. And I'm like, what happens when I hit the X? It's no. So I, but yeah, I, I think that's I'm assuming default. it opts you out. But my point yeah. is, if everyone is doing it, then why are we doing it? I For guess compliance. My question. So everyone's complied or not, and yeah. it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like what? What does it to matter? A, to, to a, what does it matter? If you're in Europe a lot. I'm not in Europe. Right. Actually, you don't have to be in Europe. If somebody from Europe... From Europe, yeah. ...goes to your website, that's how dangerous this is. That's yeah. why everyone does it. Yeah. Oh, because of all that... Uh, we've okay. been originating a lot of mortgages in uh, Paris lately. Yeah. We got a couple up in uh, Scotland, mm-hmm. Spain. Yeah. Yeah, we're just... We're massive over there. Mm-hmm. The Renaissance Bank. Yeah. As they pronounce it over there. Yeah. Make it simple. Yeah. Make it simple. Number five... Don't turn your cookie thing off just because John doesn't like it, by the way. Just liability. I, don't I turn don't, it off. I'm neutral. I don't care. I'm just, yeah. I, I'll turn it on or turn it off. I'll do whatever I want to, Josh. For yourself, yeah. I'll do whatever I want. Okay. If I want cookies, I'll have cookies. And Number cream. five, build for what people expect or what they are used to using. And I said that in like... Let's make it different and so weird that no one knows how to use it. Yeah. Or so complicated that it's got a bunch of drop downs and click throughs. And no, that's why Amazon continues to look old but work because it's what everyone knows how to use. Yeah. And I have an example of that with Ticketmaster. Uh, Ticketmaster on my phone is different versus Ticketmaster in the app of some of the specific like teams that yeah. then sell, but it's still Ticketmaster. And one of them, like the teams try to like, make it real creative and cool to the team. And the process is just different enough that you can't kind of toggle back and forth to what you were used to in Ticketmaster. Man, just telling you. Oh, yeah. So make it what people are used to. Number six, landing pages need to match the campaigns. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of microsites? Well, we talked about this last week, so it's probably not. Well, not as much. Yeah, we, we? we talked about the Jurassic Park thing. Oh, yeah, that was super. We didn't really get into that. So let's re-explain it because it's super. We just barely hit it. I thought we did. So there was a campaign. I can't remember if John saw it or I saw it. I saw it and brought it in. And then you were like, what is this? I said the same thing. It was Jurassic World when Jurassic World came out. The new Skittles. Skittles and Walmart. A three-way, we've talked about this. Triple brand matchup. Yeah. and and But it's worth talking about because it's And so one of these does not match. Like. The, and by the way, Jurassic World was in theaters at this point. It wasn't like it would have made much more sense for Universal Studios that produced Jurassic World when it came out on Blu-ray or DVD because those still do sell weirdly. Oh yeah, and like relive the theater experience with Skittles, the Blu-ray, pick at it Walmart. up at Walmart. Yeah, like that would have made sense. It was still in the theaters, and so when you clicked on the ad, 
the landing page. Now, doing I think ma- it took ma- you to the general Walmart. No, no, page, no, it, it didn't. No, it didn't. It took you to find a location for Walmart. Okay, so which I would dare say, you're, this is where ba- banks are different from Walmart. I think if you live in a town with a Walmart, you know where it is. You probably know where it is. If you're traveling, you're probably not interested. Like hot Skittles and wh- where's the Walmart? What's in the theater? I, I don't even know where I'd get Skittles. What's in the theater this week? Yeah. Walmart just told me it's Jurassic World and they have Skittles. Let me find the closest one yeah. since I'm driving to Atlanta. The campaign is stupid. Just st- No, as a thing, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was. But the fact that the landing page, like I was expecting some like Jurassic World imagery and like Skittles and like a design Rainbow page. Rainbow flavored yeah, background Yeah, like, because Skittles has really great advertising. But. I mean, like you've got dinosaurs It was the location. People, when I said. Taste it, the rainbow. It was the location page. For Walmart. For Walmart. Yeah. And didn't have the other two things in it. It no. wasn't like it was auto-populated with Blu-ray disc or Skittles Halloween family pack. It was Walmart search page Yeah, for locations. It was. I think it's one of those things like we get into this with some of like card providers and things like that with the co-op dollars. I'm sure there's some just like rep from whoever owns Skittles, Eminem Mars. I don't know who owns Skittles. I think maybe. Yeah, well, Whomever. They and probably Universal came and that was said, just like throwing checks out. Walmart gets a certain right back, for yeah. their, you know, payback the for their marketing, yeah. and then Universal's like, "Well, we got Mars' own skills." So yeah. So anyway, that was one. Next is, and I think this one's one of the obvious ones that I think really does Aren't apply. All these obvious, real really applies to banks, is use your data or data. Yeah. I can't tell you how many meetings I've been in with us and others at conferences and stuff where they like give you all this data and you're just like, I, well, what do I do with it? That's really cool that, like, a bunch of our customers eat at local pizzerias and a bunch eat at Pizza Hut, and we can tell through the debt, through the debit card swipes, what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, how do you use it? And that's where I think you have good marketers versus the great marketers. Well, But still, well, how, how I, do you use I, it? I don't think the—I mean, I, I certainly think there's a, a huge disparity between high-quality marketers and, and most. Is uh, it's This goes back to the IT department in banks— we can't let you, let anybody have that to access it to use. Well, that's it. a whole nother issue too. But I'm just saying, like, there are good marketers who are whose hands are tied in using their own data, their bank's own data, because just because you're a good marketer doesn't mean that you're a database quant genius and you can parse the data. No, so, and so there maybe, are many database quant geniuses that are not good marketers. Right, but my point is, just because you're a good marketer and you, and Let's say you did have access to the data yourself on but premises. I, I think a lot of the data helps you create a larger margin for victory, if that makes sense. In other words, like, I'm going to get this much return anyway. The creative gets me this. The list gets me the most if it's whatever, an email or, or a, a mail piece. But then above that, what can the data tell me that gets me a little bit more than I would have without it? You know, am I heat mapping billboards to where it's people that drive near branches and I know that if they see it, it may trigger them going there versus just, well, this one's out on the highway and it gets this many cars drive by today. Well, but are, do they care? Yeah. Do they, are they going to a bank? Well, I mean, it's, it's I, I don't know if you're willing to share it, but, you know, it's kind of like what you what you did recently with some of the more rural branches, behavioral um, analysis. It's not necessarily your data that's in your core. It's gathering data to find behavior. Yeah. Well, we asked, too. Yeah. What? Uh, long land. I, I don't know. You share it if you want to. No, most of it was about mobile check deposit. We were trying to figure out while we were beating 
people over the head with marketing uh, and messaging about using mobile check deposit to, well, there was a pandemic, number one, but number two was how do we get our uh, drive-through lines, especially in our rural markets, down from just being slammed on Fridays and Mondays with just, you know, a 20-minute wait? And so we, we looked at the data internally, what we had with what they were doing, and we got a certain amount that were that could that the exact actions they were taking could be completely moved to digital and taken out of the car line. Except for they don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Which is a is, big is barrier. the big barrier. Yeah. yeah, that's my point. And it and, and not only are they not going to or, or not only do they not want to, they not going they're to they're not going to for multiple re for multiple reasons, but most of it had to do with why well, drive by the bank and it's convenient. And they think that's it's on their route to school or doctor or somewhere. It's taking three minutes when you're at so instead School of taking 15 seconds to do it on your phone, they're going to take 20 minutes to wait there. That was a lot of it. Some was, I don't trust my phone. I want to see it go into the bank, yeah. which is still just a piece of paper with a, it's still it's a, it's a promissory note, yeah. more or less, to put it in there. So you've got that. That was the two. The other ones were, uh, I just don't do technology. Like, I'm just, I'm literally, I'm not going to learn to do this. And uh, we even looked at, you know, incentives like what could make them do it there is a large group and look it may be in in metro areas too it's whatever but there's a group of populace out there that are just not going to do it yep and that's what we found out in our it was survey data because we said okay here's 100 people that ran through the line in this hour 50 of them all did deposits that were under 600 bucks that were to an individual check that they could have easily done in their house business wherever just on their phone and so we go to those people and ask them specifically why they want what's their hold up could we entice you to whatever and most of them said no the answer was a resounding no 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 so the use the data stop marketing to them don't waste your spend there yeah, the messaging doesn't go to no, them the, it doesn't matter yeah. It's like someone, trying to convince people. It's like someone marketing a Lamborghini to me. I'm not going to buy it, even yeah. though I think it's it's cool. Yeah. I'm not going to buy one. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's it. So use your data. And number eight, know what you're trying to do to produce the KPIs and KPIs or the ROI you need. Yeah. In other words, have goals. Have goals. And how do you get there? And look, let me say this about KPIs. I've said this over and over and over. It's like, we have people call us that have never talked to us before, maybe probably don't listen to the podcast, that like act like determining KPIs is like some kind of like Russian arithmetic or something. Like, well, what are you trying to do? Yeah. And maybe there's some, we're trying to open checking accounts. Well, your oh. first key performance indicator is how many checking accounts? New checking accounts. And what's your, and then how many th do you want to get? Then you can go upstream from that. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe send me an email if I'm dumb. Because I just cannot What's your find email address? Uh, <laughs> you know it. Uh, like, like it's some, like it's breaking through some ridiculous thing, and they're upstream ones. Like on the other side of it is your impression count, and your click through rate, and all that. And you can build vanity, vanity metrics. Yeah, and you can build um, a matriculation model with that, which sounds complex, but it's just like. For every million clicks I or every million impressions I get, I get ten thousand clicks. And every ten thousand clicks, I get five thousand like whatever page views, and then and I that, get a hundred checking account adoptions. And out of those, the adoptions thirty percent fund or yeah, something like that. Like it's, it's it's not as hard as you think. But but you actually have to ask yourself the question. And uh, there's a book I read recently that talks about people um, choosing to be confused when something could be confusing. They're just like, 
and, and this is what I've said all the time about marketing. When, pe- when there is a chance for confusion, people will be confused. And when people are confused, they'll tune out. But you can't make everything crystal clear. But, like, just, like, what are we trying to do? Yeah. If you're trying to raise awareness, that's different from grow checking accounts. But checking accounts may be part of what the byproduct is of growing awareness for your brand. Uh, if you're trying to grow loans, you know, same type deal. How do you go about it? How are you going to measure it? And maybe you're not the catalyst that grows the loans or gets the loans across the finish line, but you're the one that gives the leads or raises awareness to where the banker has an easier time selling the product of the bank uh, and the benefit of banking with you versus just them walking off the street and saying, I'm with Bank First of Community Trust Northwest Directional, whatever, General Bank of a Bank. No, I've, oh, I've heard of you guys. I've seen that video. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. And oh, well, you use some data, some tests. To, you figured it out. So the KPI may just be how many leads that convert can I get to my people? Yeah. But for some reason, it's always like, what's the ROI on a commercial? Because we don't understand how commercials work, is what yeah. they're asking, more or less. Yeah. Key performance in the care of a commercial. Huh. That's long-term bank growth, I would say. Well, some of it, and you guys proved it, and i put you on the spot here when people call and go, how'd you do that? But y'all did a, that little report for us one time that showed when we were on television, SEO searches were up a lot more. Well, no, I mean, that's... That but that's a natural thing, but I mean, that's that's real. I yeah. saw a commercial on TV five times, 20 times. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't just search, search results, sure, but web traffic, and it was like... No, it was significant. Double digit. It was significant. And so people were seeing it. It was resonating. They were either Googling or going yep. straight to the site. And it was, so then, again, parse it down. Some people click through. Some people bounce rate maybe improved. And then all of a sudden it gets down to where you're like, oh, wait, they're actually opening accounts now. More people were interested in Resnot Bank. Than were before. Yeah. Or when we're not doing yeah, it. Yeah. When you're on TV versus when you're not. Huh. TV seems like. Maybe a good idea. Yeah. Seems like TV maybe, you know, you're going to spend all this money on SEO, yeah. but maybe getting people to the SEO yeah. or to the SE, search yeah. engine, not optimal, yeah. to the SE. Just the name. Might be better to do that than to spend all this money on optimization if they're not going to go there anyway. Yeah. If that makes sense. In a, in a way. Yeah. So anyway, uh, those are the eight. Well, op- you'd rather have them search Resnot Bank. Than it's a lot cheaper than uh, banks in my area. Uh, yeah, I want to win on both. Yeah, but if I can have them go directly to me, way better. Yep. Uh, so again, the great aid of conversion number one: test. Number two: have a digital conversion platform for mobile and desktop. Number three: have a conversion that works with all browsers, or at least as many as you can that you think are relevant and need to use. Make it as simple as possible. Is number four. Number five: build for what people expect or what they are used to. Uh, number six, landing pages that match the campaign. Number seven, use your data. And number eight, know what you're trying to do to produce the KPIs or ROIs you need and try to do it if possible. So those are the eight of great conversion practice. Get out there and convert something. Get out there and convert something today. Convert it. Unless they know how you did. And don't. And if you're, if you're one of these big telecommunication companies, Cut the wife off until you figure it out. Thank you. (laughs) For John.
Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.